What is up, movie trivia showdown fans? Welcome to the only show that matters. Welcome to the showdown rundown. My name is Brad Gilmore. You might know me by you might know me by another name. You might know me as the boat. Oh my God, you're my dream boat for sure. You're a slacker, Brad. Brad Gilmore in this bitch. And I am joined by the Illa boy from Illinois. Make some room for the man who should have been Icarus in the Eternals. He is Frank Josh. <laughs> sexy numbers from a sexy player. Love those numbers. Sexy numbers. I love those numbers. I'm Thank feeling you. really good about that. I would oh, gladly be any of those people in the Eternals. I would, <laughs> just just putting that out there. Let's, let's be real. I would gladly be any of those people. Just yeah. disgustingly beautiful people in that movie. That's all that Angelina is. Jolie with Blonde, I'm a fan of. Oh, you remember in I think in God in sixty seconds she had some uh, had a blonde thing going on. She had like blonde dreads, didn't she? Something like that, yeah. But yeah. either way, I mean, it always on. works. It oh, always what are we works. talking about? How are you, Frank? <laughs> um, you know, doing doing stuff, Brad. Doing a lot of stuff. You look we're, well. We're, do I? Yeah, you look like what? Have you slimmed down? I think so. Maybe it's the shirt. Maybe, Maybe it's the no, shirt. The shirt. I can't see your body. I can just see your face. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't know. You look slimmer up here. Dang. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Just been running and uh, trying to drink water. That's important. Mm, mm. Yeah, drink I forget about that. And sleep. Mm. Got to try and sleep, you know. Uh, do what's right for the body, the mind, and soul, you know. It all comes together. It's all one thing, you know, at the end of the day. You like the Eternals? I liked it fine. I liked it fine. Uh, I think I would like to see it one more time. It's so. It's such a departure from what they've done in the past, which I appreciate for sure, because I'm curious about the direction in which, you know, we could go in with these new characters that they're introducing. Because there's a, there's a lot of characters in this in that movie that, you know, that I was never familiar with from the comics and whatnot. I'm just, I'm fresh to it with the movie. I know other people have read the comics and kind of know those characters and know that world. But uh, I think, I liked, I liked it fine. I think there's some really cool stuff in there. And... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I got to see it one more time to really see how I feel about it. But I think I think it was good. I think it was a good movie. Yeah, I liked it. And you know yeah. what? You tell me, Salma Hayek, Angelina Jolie, and Jimma Chan are in a movie. I'm probably gonna like it. Yeah, but you know what? I'll say this. Spoiler alert: If you haven't seen it, I would have liked more Salma Hayek. That's all I'm saying. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. You know, so that's all. Can you ever have enough? That's true. That's true. <laughs> we're gonna point. we're gonna be joined here momentarily from. Uh, one half of the greatest team of all time. That's uh, right, Carl. Shazam, of course. William the Beast Bibiani is our guest today on the Showdown Rundown. Also talking about our uh, finals. Tournament finals is set. Uh, we know the two people who are going to compete in said final. Yes, Frank, did you have something you wanted to add? To no, I just I was going to wait till you finish, but I just I really was proud of myself with the little byline underneath the, the title there. Uh, Demi Dazzles, Griffey the Great. Barbarian barbs. I mean, is you that good what? or what? Is that good? It is good. You it's know, good. look, everyone who's listened to this show knows for a long time I'm very pro what? Alliteration. I'm very pro alliteration. <laughs> so, so I like it. I like I was it, man. Particularly thrilled with the Dimmy Dazzles. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, like, I like barbarian barbs because it's so on the nose. But I wouldn't have thought of doing it. Really? Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. like it. I'm a fan. All right. I'm a fan of you, Frank. Thank December you. the fourth. I'm a fan of you. Yeah. Thank you. December the fourth. The Schmodown brings its talents live 
uh, in downtown Los Angeles at the Globe Theater for Schmodown Spectacular 6, right? Is it the sixth one or the seventh one? Can, can you see the graphic down there? It's you the think six. I can read that? Yeah, that's true. That's true. You got to go full screen. You probably got to go full screen. You'll see. No, I went to Anyways, the eye doctor today. Six. Oh. And shout out to Dr. Vong, and she let me know that I'm essentially blind. You know, I mean, <laughs> like, my vision has gotten so much worse from last year to this year. I don't know what you have, I did like, wrong. Coke bottle contacts as opposed to the glasses? Is that no, what it is? I can't. I can't do contacts. You know, I learned a long time ago. Certain so what are you wearing right now? Well, like, what nothing. Are you, you going to get LASIK? No, I have no. I can't do that. So you, you, how can you even see me if you're telling me you're blind? You don't even have lenses in. Well, I have doing? my glasses over there. But you know, okay. I can I can see what looks to be your face. Maybe that's why I thought you slimmed down. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> just it's it's like a really great you know um, deformity of the eye where you just see everyone slimmer. <laughs> yes. So uh, we're going to be talking about all of that. And again, uh, Frank and I will be handling the pre-show duties again this year at the Rumor Spectacular. Has it. That's what I was told. Yeah, Am I wrong? Rumor has it. I don't know. I was I wasn't told. I'm I wasn't told, told anything though, about also. that. I'm told also. Okay. I mean, we're it's told a be, lot of things all the time, different things. You know what? Who knows? You know what? I believe it. And I was also told that there's going to be a it's, – it's not just going to be me and you. There's going to be another spice drop added in there. We'll leave – Don't we'll leave like that, it. I don't we'll like leave it. That, we'll leave that for the imagination. I mean, I think I have an idea that you brought it up, but spice like – Spice drop. Do you ever eat spice drops? No. You ever hear of Spice Adams? Anthony yeah. Adams? Spice Adams? He's he's a big – he's big on like Instagram and stuff. He's the yeah. one with the uh, – um, like the characters, you've probably seen it. It was like the like the basketball player. He's just shooting all wild. And oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. Spice Adams. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Ex, he's an ex bear uh, lineman. Yeah. I thought that he was like a rapper. No, that's Spice One. Spice One is the rapper. Sorry about hey, that. Hey, speaking of rappers, did you did you get that text I sent you about? I got it, artist? but I got it as I was getting my hair cut, and I haven't listened okay. to it yet. Well, um, I but I have plans. It. I have I plans. Enjoy it. Okay. Well, why don't we just get right to the point? Let's, Let's bring that. in our favorite, one of our favorites, a longtime uh, fan of the Schmodown Rundown uh, and a longtime uh, guest and yeah. this guy's favorite movie trivia Schmodown player of all time. Oh, Mamacita. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's bring in the one and only William the Beast, Billy Arnie. Hello. Hi, there he is. I'm not sure what oh, I did to yeah. warrant that audio clip, but I'm very grateful for it. Uh, how, how's everyone oh, doing? Mamacita. Yeah, oh, Mamacita to you as well. I feel like that's <laughs> it never gets a choice. It's a, it's it's a choice. Gets. It is. Now, it was his right choice. Up top, right up top, we're going to talk about how you're one half of the greatest team of all time. We have to discuss, have uh, this I talked to Christian. We're, we're like in the top 40 right now. We just, we're just, yeah, beat, top 40. as of last week, the we're ahead of Tough Beats. We just beat Tough Beats. We're That's just good. ahead of them. So there you That's go. That's good. Yeah. That's good. That's um, a throwback. Tough beats. I know, right? Good pull. I, I, Frank, and I don't know if I told you this, Frank, but I bought some salt cat soap. There went my oh, there it goes again. Some We're... salt cat soap before. Yeah, I, I got some here too. Hold on. I'll be the right chocolate. There. I think it was chocolate straw. No. What was it? Oh, was he at the chocolate strawberry lions? Yes. yes yeah, those yes, those were limited edition. Lines. We don't have those anymore. I, I made those in honor of a cutscene I did with Grace. Uh, but we actually, uh, oh, there you go. Yeah. There's our uh, oh, there's our uh, shrubbery massage bar. That is also limited edition. We don't have that anymore. But we did just release uh, some new stuff for the holidays. We've got these uh, holiday macaron duos. Let's hear. Oh, they look just like delicious macarons. They look so much like macarons that we actually have to put do not eat. 
on the on the uh, package. Uh, okay. But uh, they smell absolutely delicious and wonderfully seasonal. We've got uh, this warm winter ornament soap, which hopefully hmm. I can't quite get that to catch the light, but that's that sparkles. It's really really nice. nice. Uh, we've got a gingerbread latte heart soap, and you can see that's uh, that's powdered with gold. It's very very shiny. It smells like a gingerbread latte. It's fantastic. And uh, we've got these. I really love these uh, Bayberry and Fur shampoo bars. It's shampoo, oh. but in bar form. And I gotta tell you, it's so refreshing. It's uh, unlike that goop you get at the store. It's just really really nice. So you know, and then we, we got are, gift uh, sets and everything. Uh -oh. It's a lot of stuff. We are full blown so morning talk show QVC right now. That's what we are. I mean. Yeah. Forget about the schmo now. Let's just let's talk about all this stuff, right? You know? I just invented these... a new kind of mop. <laughs> and I'm gonna like and a... I'm gonna use it to mop the floor with with Griffin Newman next week. Ooh, yes, yeah. We're, we're gonna get into that for that's, sure. That's I I I I did a bit. I did a kayfabe. <laughs> this is great. I did a mean. I did a mean thing. I said a, I said a, I barbed. Slow down, Bibs. You're going too fast. You're, okay. Yeah, you <laughs> you did barb. You yes. barbed and starred, yeah. So start us off, Frank. Where do we start with one of the one of the great players of all time? Yeah, I think let's 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 if for only a brief moment, let's get into this greatest team of all time stuff because it is an interesting point of conversation out there. I see the kids out there having it all the time on the Reddits and the Facebooks and the and the tweeters. So, Bibbs, when you hear that talk, and I think it's it started after the corruption defense, right? Um, and I think it only ramped up even more so after you guys uh, KO'd, you knocked out lightning time. I know, and um, I still feel bad about it. They were, they were so nice. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. I mean, what's it like to hear that kind of talk in terms of your the greatest of all time where its surrounding names are the Patriots and Shire Wolves? Yeah, I don't know if I'll ever if we'll ever be as great as the Shire Wolves because their their greatness went beyond the fact that they were just borderline unbeatable. They were just such an inspiration to all of us. Um, but you know, I've been doing this for a long time, and my career's had some ups and downs. And it's really, really nice to be in a situation now where, over an extended period of time, I've been able to accomplish, and I couldn't have done it without Brendan. And I mean that even in my singles career. Um, and if it's you find nice. Thank you, Brad. I, I, I did find the tenderoni that was right for me. Thank you, Brad. Uh, but seriously, if, if thanks in large part to, to, to the kid, thanks in large part uh, to Koi and the rest of uh, the Quirky Mix faction, you know, I've been able to stick with this long enough that I think I have something resembling a legacy now and that there are people out there who say, hey, why isn't you know, Shazam considered the best team of all time now. Haven't they deserved it? Or, hey, I, I heard someone online today say, hey, maybe Bibbs should be considered for Rushmore. And that got shouted yeah. down real fast. Uh, mm -hmm. But it, the fact that people even considered it was really, really nice. So it's really, really nice to be appreciated for something that you actually, like, know you're pretty good at. You know, like, no one has a perfect record unless it's, like, their rookie season and they had just sure. haven't been beat yet. But, like... Yeah, it's I, I I feel like I've got a list of accomplishments that I can be really proud of and it means a lot to me that there are people out there who are saying that we're good at this and thank you to every single person who does. Wait, hold on. so let me let me ask you this. You're saying you have now because of the kid and Koi and, and this run, mm -hmm. you have a, a legacy in the game. Did you not feel that way prior? Because you were a singles champion. No, 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 I didn't really. Um, I mean, and I was the free for all stuff. Uh, you know? The free for all, I felt very good about. Don't get me wrong. I feel like I felt very 
that was something that I would have been nicer if I'd won, but I feel like I did something pretty cool there. So that's nice. But I always felt like because of the way I was introduced, you know, I was introduced at the end of a season. I only had one match and I didn't have a chance to really find my footing. I got built up a lot. And then I had a rocky sophomore season and there was just this general sense that I hadn't lived up to my full potential. But I think that over time, I've been able to put that sort of aside. And even though, yeah, I've got, I like, I lost my first singles match this season. I think other than that, I'm having a really good season. Sure. And I think that the wins can now outshine the losses. And it can just be seen as part of an overall legacy rather than here's this guy who never quite made good. So, yeah, I, I feel I feel very, very proud of what I've done. And, I'm, and it's an honor to me that people out there are acknowledging it and think that Shazam, at least is one of the greats and i don't know if i could accept that if it wasn't such a team effort and seriously the kid is as much or more of that than i am on that team so that's i think the thing that makes shazam shazam give us some roni brother i would oh, like yeah. to give you some roni yeah thank you here is some roni brad thank you I need, I need all the roni i can get yes it's well i, I hope you find the tenderoni that is right for you next time i yes well i have okay. i have found the tenderoni said tenderoni okay. Uh, and I have good. You can, can you? Well, it doesn't matter. I shouldn't get into the specifics about Timberoni. <laughs> Let's not, shall we? Let's put a left imagination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, figness of right. imagination. Um, yeah, well, I again, did you though expect because y'all were the first match in this uh, Skybound studio? Mm. Uh, and I just want to know how big of an impact an environment has on a game because you've seen difference of of players abilities like okay let's look at josh horowitz just as an example josh horowitz lights out killer right mm -hmm. all killer no filler in the digital arena and the only sample i have of him is now uh, in a live format is in brooklyn right. in brooklyn he we can all admit he didn't perform to the same level well, that he normally did now there's a variety of, of right Right. I think I think I think what you're saying here is is there a difference between playing digitally and playing live? And to some people, yes, indeed, there is. I think in the and case not of even Josh, just live, Bibbs. Not real quick. Yeah. Not even just live, but in different environments because Agreed. that Skybound Studio has a different energy than I'm sure than the Collider Studios had. It totally does. Uh, real fast in regards to Josh Horowitz. Um, Josh Horowitz. I don't think that was the live environment. I think that was a really bad spin. You recall he had a rocky start to his round one, but by the end of that round, he was still neck and neck with Newman. Newman right, wasn't yeah. able to capitalize on that and get a and get a, a, a complete runaway lead at the end of round one. He had a bad spin. It happens to every single one of us once in a while. Sure. I'm, I'm disappointed that it happened to Josh. I think his season would have been unstoppable otherwise. Any other spin on that wheel, he would we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. Um, but. Um, you know, different environments do have different vibes. You know, the bigger the crowd you have, you start playing up to the crowd, the crowd can start influencing your attitude. That's totally a thing. But I think when it comes to Shazam, we've been around long enough that that's not really a factor. People sometimes forget. I remember when uh, the collision was coming up and people were like, oh, Shazam, can they do it in front, like in a, in a studio? And I'm like, you know, we started in a studio, right? Like we won the turn, the team's tournament our first time them, out. Bitch. Like, like we, we started in a studio. We've we've actually never lost a studio match. We've only lost uh, a live match once, and we've lost one digital match once. But we've never lost a studio match. That's that's an environment we're very very comfortable in. 
we understand the ins and outs of what it's like to be on a studio. He's an actor. I've been working in this field for a really long time. That is just like fish and water for us. That's totally cool. That's totally fine. Um, the bigger change in energy, I feel, is when you're in the room with your opponents. I think it has way more to do with it for me because different opponents have a different energy coming into the studio. If you're playing Ben Bateman, the he he's in the game. He's playing the game hours before the game starts. Like he's he's ready to play and he's wants to get into your head and there's a lot of players like that who are just in it all the way through. Lightning time, they are much more casual in their approach to um, those sorts of mind games. So, and in a way, that's actually more insidious because you're hanging out with them, you're spending a lot of time with them, and having a really good time, and then you get up there and the game starts playing and it's like, oh, do I really even want to beat these guys? They're nice. So it's a different sort of strat and it kind of works um but uh no when it comes to shazam we've done everything and we've won a game in every conceivable environment so we're not super concerned uh about how that affects our gameplay but it is something that you know we we prep for every match the same way we get ready before the match the same way and we are we we have our system now and the system works Real quick before we before we move on, I, I don't want to miss this. Here's our first super chat. Jeez, <laughs> very aggressive. What the hell, he's yeah, right he's behind you. Yeah, oh yeah. my god. Yeah. <laughs> Dagan uh, says, "Hey Bibbs, who do you think is the bigger threat to continue Shazam's losing streak at Spectacular, <laughs> King Arthur, <laughs> Arthur, or uh, Press Room?" That's a great question. Uh, I have an answer, but I'm going to have to give it in multiple parts. Uh, King Arthur is a really impressive looking team. Obviously, it's possible we'll have to play them. And we are studying for that potentiality, just like we're studying for the potential of the press room. I'm a little more concerned about the press room in some regards, though, because they know our weaknesses and we know their weaknesses because we train together. That's a potential danger here. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's also the very real threat of imagine this scenario. I'm not obviously spectacular as in film yet. So no one knows, but imagine this scenario press room makes it to spectacular press room plays Shazam press room beats Shazam. And -hmm. next year, Koi can only have five players and that press room has the belt. What happens to Shazam? He's got to keep press room, right? Yeah, I, I don't. So think that's that. more of a risk. I don't. I think that's more of a risk for me. I'm a little also, more concerned about that. But I will say, but real fast, the actual answer to that question: What is the biggest threat to continue Shazam's losing streak? Uh, spectacular itself. <laughs> yeah. That's the one. Yeah. That's the yeah. one hurdle we haven't quite overcome yet, uh, and it's just a coincidence, really. It's a funny coincidence. We played up. We've only lost two matches. That's the only connective tissue between them, other than they were both title matches. We're going to win think, it spectacular. That's the plan. I think uh, it would be interesting that if, if Press Room makes it to spectacular and you guys need 11 points to win the faction title, Press Room wins and they get 10 for the win and you're, <laughs> you lose or you tie, you miss the tie by. Mm-hmm. That would be, be I don't ironic. Know, 
That would be. I don't even know if the math could work out that way. It remains to be seen. <sighs> obviously, with some matches left, but yeah, it's hard man, to say exactly. what would <laughs> that would it's be? Gonna be cl- I think it says. I think it's going to be close. Yeah, that's the yeah. thing. I'm. I. I was worried about this at the beginning of the year because there's so many factions and everyone's everyone's got different strategies for how to get points. Finn Stock Exchange was doing the nickel and dime thing where we're going to have mostly rookies, so it's going to be mostly rookie matches. So if we prep our rookies really well, we'll defeat the inexperienced ones and we'll just slowly gain small amounts of points and it's working really really well corruption and uh, uh quirky mercs we were a bit front loaded and we were going yeah. with some of our veteran players to sort of stack the points and win that way and we're all really 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 close and i think i was worried for a bit there that maybe the maybe it could have been decided before spectacular there's a world a very simple world in which corruption or the quirky mercs or whoever is so far ahead by yeah. this point that it's a foregone conclusion, but I think it's going to be decided as spectacular and it could come down to just one or two points. So that's really exciting. Yeah. I, I think the, so. Too. The faction yeah. race is actually more exciting this year than it was actually, last year. Let's take a look year. at it. Let's take a look at it right now. Yeah. And this is where things stand after uh, today's Woo! match with uh, Brendan Meyer yeah. and the Barbarian. I mean, Finsight Exchange has now jumped the dungeon. Mm-hmm. They're in third spot and they have, you know, they're going to, Griffin Newman's going to play you. Um, yeah. King Arthur and Presser got to play, you yep. know, and then we just saw Barbarian and, and Brendan Meyer play today. So, I mean, it's really the exchange it, and the Mercs fighting for that top well, spot because Corruption Dan, is idle right now. And if Dan and if Dan takes it all the way, then That's the dungeon the can totally creep up there as well. So it's still a four team, a four factor. Oh, definitely race right a four now. horse race. Yeah, it's all it's all down to Dan. So all if one falter in the next round or the finals or whatever that mm-hmm. might knock the dungeon out. So they're in a bit trickier territory, but. Yeah, and it, seriously, any one of these top factions could make it. It's really, really exciting, and I'm, I'm really loving that as a fan, as a player. Less so, it's a little bit more pressure, but sure. it's, uh, it's certainly adding a level of investment that is uh, new. Because I think this time last year, uh, the Quirky Mercs were pretty much out of the game. I think, yeah. I think we, were, yeah. we were doing okay, but like we weren't going to win it. Uh, but here, it's like. You know, first or second, at least, I think is very much within our uh, within our grasp. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, and, and correction, real quick, Bibbs, you're not a player, you're a player, right? Oh, I, I apologize. <laughs> yes, I just want to make sure we get that right. We have another one coming in for Bibbs. Super chat. No. Uh, flicking real, Jesse Swift here. Bibbs is my Yoda who speaks in ten percent less riddles. Bibbs is the most valuable gadget on our Merc belt. Quirk, Merc, Smirk. See you soon. Jesse, thank you so much. And Jesse has been seriously, I, I think I can't even think of like a good comparison to like who Jesse has been for the Mercs. He's been like the human torch on our Fantastic Four. He's got so much mm. energy. He's brings so much power. He brings so much investment into it. He's always like, you know, there to help us with matches and uh, bringing some. Honestly, Jesse has he grew like so much over the season and if you actually look at the stats uh, i think he had like the second highest ppe in the ig tournament even though he had a rough go of it like he's really good so it's been really wonderful to work with jesse and i love him dearly and i hope i get to see him spectacular in person uh because that's one of the things that stinks is that all of our factions are spread to the winds and we haven't had a lot of chance to travel because of the pandemic so um i'm hoping to finally you know give everybody a good hug uh you know when the time comes so thank you so much jesse yes no uh, shout out to jesse the human torch 
as he said, of of the quirky marks. Is it Michael B. Jordan? Is it Chris Evans? We don't know. Uh, is which is either of those things bad? <laughs> like, I mean, I'm sorry. Are, are you? Oh, I'm, I don't know if I'm Michael B. Jordan or if I'm Chris Evans. Oh, poor you. Yeah, really. Oh, <laughs> you poor, poor person. Oh. Uh, Michael B. Jordan's a good-looking dude. That's yeah. a good-looking man they right there. Are. They both are. They yeah. both are. I mean, yeah. obviously Chris Evans, but, you know, whatever. Dibs. Um, yeah. Laurie Harvey. Laurie Harvey. Dibs, dibs. Um, anyway, Frank, why don't we talk, yeah. though, about why we have William Bibiani here really chiefly and expressly and primarily? Oh, God. Well, I mean, for well, it's for like a lot of things, but but recently, you know, you took on David Del Rio last Friday, and a pretty tough tournament match there against Del Rio, yeah. who was who was yeah. you know coming into that match won three in a row. You know, he had some time off. He was traded from the den to back and then picked up. Not traded, but he was picked up by the dungeon. He goes three and zero to meet yeah. you uh, in this second round uh, tournament match, and or was it the quarterfinal match? I think it was no. the quarterfinal. Quarterfinal, yeah, quarterfinal. Yeah, and. Uh, um, you know, he, he started a little slow. You had a perfect round, of course, once again. Uh, it was 9-5 to five after that first round. But then that second round, uh, Del Rio... He didn't miss the rest of the game. Yeah, 2010, he, he goes perfect. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Perfect in that final gets round. Harder. The game gets yeah. harder, Del Rio gets better. And that's something that's really impressive. And that's something you want in a Schmodown player. So, um, and that's why, like, you know, you, you I knew I had to take him really, really seriously. And you have to, like... If you're oh I've got a lead against Del Rio, great. Now is the time to get least cocky. Like you can't get yeah. deal because this is when Del Rio brings it, and he forced me to my five. And you got to respect any player who can go from a pretty sizable lead. You got a pretty sizable lead against them in round one to if I don't get my five, I lose. <laughs> right. That's right. impressive. That's a really really good player. I have a lot of respect for David Del Rio. And I'm I'm wondering I'm curious on your uh, take on this because David Del Rio is someone. You know who can, for whatever reason, it kind of like when he plays, he draws a lot of attention. But then he kind of like disappears for a little bit, and then you kind of forget about him. But then he, yeah. when he comes back, you know he just stormed the barn here uh, for a few matches in a row. And then you hear his post-match comments about how much he loves this game. What's it like to play against players like that that express how much they love this game and take it to another That's level? That's a great question. Um, it is, and it's the best, honestly. Um... The Schmodown, there's all different kinds of ways to approach the Schmodown. Uh, some people are very casual about it, and some of them are great players, and some of them are not. Some people take it really, really seriously, and some of them are great players, and some of them are not. And sometimes it boils down to, you're a genius, your stats are amazing, you know as much about movies as anybody, but you had rotten luck. And sometimes, you're amazing, everyone loves you, you're great at this, but for whatever reason, often it has to do with stuff like timing or outside circumstances, you don't play as much as we'd like. You know, and yeah. that's something with David Del Rio. He's amazing, and if, if he was around all the time, I think we'd all be very, very happy about it. But just by the way circumstances played out or just like a, a poor timing on like one loss and then you just don't get to see them for the rest of the season, um, we haven't seen enough of him. And I think people were quick to write him off. And no, he's he's good. Like right from his debut, I knew that David Lurie was someone to watch. And when you're playing with someone who takes it seriously and who respects the game and who approaches it with a certain amount of respect and reverence, um, it really feels less like, you know, you're in like some kind of bare knuckle uh, brawl and more like you're playing the Olympics. 
You know, sure. more like you're you're here with people who really, really care about this as much as you do. And whoever wins, they're going to earn it that day because everyone is here to take it really, really seriously. Uh, I love David Del Rio. I've met him a few times. He's a really, really nice guy. And I'm sorry I had to be the roadblock <laughs> for a really good season he had this year. Yeah, great he had season. a weird start. A really, really good season. And I hope, um, all things considered, you know, unless he, like, ends up starring in some giant movie and has to do something else with his life. And these are the problems we all wish we had. Um, I really, really hope that some faction is smart enough to pick him up next season and give him a real proper chance to be uh, not just this like person who surprises us in the tournament, but gets to be a headliner. Uh, you know what? I think that David Del Rio, um, the fact that we were even surprised um, is really a, a kind of, it shouldn't. It should, we shouldn't have been surprised. What I'm trying to say, I couldn't think of a better way to say it. I'm not the most eloquent person in the world, but we shouldn't have been surprised by how well he he was played because we saw even in early was it last season? I think the first time that we saw him uh, when he was on the Rock Guard. I think. Um, is that I right? Don't, I honestly don't remember. Honestly, it was sounds so wrong right. ago. It sounds plausible. But I also remember the factions were like there were more factions last year, so it's just hard to keep track. Ah, uh, who knows? But but he, I remember seeing you know that, that he had potential. So obviously, I, I agree with Bibbs. But Bibbs getting that win had to make you feel great, obviously because you advanced. He was a guy who was highly touted. You continued to be excellent at this here arena. But now you had a vested interest in the outcome of a match that came out this week. Page yep. for Betty. Versus, let me excuse me, the Boston badass Paige for Betty uh, against Griffey Nooms, downtown Griffey Nooms. Um, I look, this was a head and heart thing for me. I really thought that Griffey Nooms was going to get the job done. I wanted Paige for Betty. Uh, did you have a outcome that you had preferred? Sure. Uh, no, I mean, not really, because uh, here's the deal. Um, a lot of people are talking up Griffin Newman like he's the second coming of Adam Collins. And for all we know, he might be. Let's see how he does with his career. Uh, but uh, if, if let's just hypothetically say that's that they're right about that, and Griffin Newman is this incredible, unbeatable new player, uh, if Paige beats him, then I'm playing someone who's tougher than that. Because Paige would have just sure. beat him. So right. either way, the hype is pretty pretty real here. So right. I think Paige has had a great, awesome uh, uh, rookie season. I think Gr Griffin Newman is obviously having a great rookie season. Uh, and so either one of them would be a real threat. They're very different players. they got very different skill sets. Um, and I was just, like, waiting on, like, pins and needles just to find out, like, who am I studying for? Like, I don't like there's such very, very different approaches to the game. Uh, and that's one of the tricks with tournament season is these games, they, they come really fast. You know, sometimes you have a match and you have another match for a month, two months here. Oh, I got a couple of days basically between when I find out we're playing and when we're actually playing and it can get yeah. really, really hectic. So, um, yeah, so I, I'm nervous about all of them. Anyone who makes it this far into the tournament is a real threat. I treat every single person I play like they're the toughest player I've ever played, and um, this might be the case. I mean, yeah. Griffey News has to be a name that's being talked a lot about in the Mercs yeah. faction, considering King sure. Arthur Prestrum, your match now against yeah, him. Sure. Uh, he's all over the place. Uh, what do you see out of, out of Griffey News that you see as one of his strengths that mm – -hmm. You know, obviously he had he had Jim Henson and crushed that um, against yeah. Josh. He had Pixar. Pixar. Um, are those are those areas where you feel like if you 
if, if you come across that in your match, it's on your end. Is that yeah. something you're comfortable taking with, uh, you know, pending? It's possible he could steal off of you in, that, in the, sure. those ca- well, type of categories. That's that's true. And anytime, anytime a player has an established strength, you know that if you end up on that strength, that's the risk. And uh, it's sometimes where I don't care how confident you are, it might just not be worth it. You know, like if right. I'm up against someone who has the exact same strengths as me, is it worth keeping it? You know, that's a question I want to keep in my head. So Griffin Newman, for whatever reason, has apparently specialized in a lot of family-oriented entertainment. He's specialized in stuff like Pixar. He specialized in stuff like Jim Henson. Um, so have I. Uh, and mm. I've spent a lot of time studying a lot of this stuff. So I'm not super concerned about that. If I, if he puts Pixar on the wheel and they give me Pixar and like that's what I spin the first time, I might spin away from that just because... It's, it's something he's so comfortable with. Right. And I feel a lot more comfortable with a lot more esoteric slices than that. And hopefully I can maybe get him and trick him or whatever. But it's also the sort of thing where if I spin opponent's choice and he gives me Pixar, I'll be like, cool. Like, what, do you, what, do you, what do you think I've yeah. been studying since Collision? We had a five-pointer that honestly, in retrospect, we should have got. And so every time something happens and it's just like, oh, Bibbs isn't good at this. Well, what do you think I've been studying? You think I don't watch my own matches? You think I don't know? I've been working at it. So that's the thing. So, uh, but anything can happen and you can miss a point in your own, in your own favorite category if you're not careful. So that's anything is possible. Real quick. Let's get to a couple of super chats here before Please. we move on. Super chat. Canada rocks with a $5 Canadian. Hey, Bibbs, I'm coming to the spectacular. Do you want me to bring anything from Canada? Ketchup uh, chips? You know, I've never had ketchup chips. Everyone keeps telling me about ketchup chips. I have chips. no idea what these are. I, never I've never had them. them. Uh, I would say uh, poutine. Just some poutine. big old big old vat of poutine would be great. Um, Can't go wrong there. But, uh, no, I love poutine so much, actually. Uh, no, you don't have to bring me anything from Canada. But thank you, though. That's very, very kind. And I hope to like, see everyone what? there. What is the coffee they have out there? Was it Tim Hortons? Is uh, that what everybody it, it, yeah, it's yeah. Tim Hortons. Tim Hortons is good. I like Tim Hortons, but it's not going to keep on the plane, so don't worry about it. <laughs> well, you put <laughs> it in a thermos. Don't worry about it. Put it in a yes I'm honored. I'm honored. Thank you for asking. But no, all I want to see, if, 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 if possible, is you in the audience mm. having a great time and hopefully watching Shazam win. Wouldn't that be mm. nice? Mm. Wouldn't that be great? We have another super chat. Dear God in heaven. Every time with you. You could just say it. You know that. Okay. Flick and real. Uh, Favorite FCL player, Sean Wingblade for me. Oh, geez. Um, That's actually a really good question. Uh, I I actually. There's so many people who I like. I know on Twitter, and I just want to pick like my friends, uh, you know, like Max Adad or whatever. There's, but, there's nothing uh, wrong picking your friends. No, there's, there's nothing there's wrong with wrong. picking your friends. But no, I just I I don't know. I uh, I guess Max. I like Max a lot. Yeah, uh, yeah Max yeah. is Max is great. Um, but uh, but seriously, everyone in the FCL is doing a really really great job this season, and I can't wait to see how that division evolves. Uh, I guess it's this whole league. I apologize. Um, yes. But uh, yeah, I can't wait to see how that evolves as time goes on because. Um, what an exciting group of talent. So uh, keep at it, you know? Exciting things. I was on the call today, just exciting things for FCL next season. Interesting. Um, okay. Bibiani. Yes. 
Griffey Nooms stands in your way to making it into the tournament final. You could yeah. find yourself, but, but I, I really want to ask you this, and I mean this in all sincerity. It would be great for you, I'm sure personally, to win the the singles tournament um, and, and go on there and, and, and get the job done at this and, and go on to the spectacular. Mm-hmm. But you've been in a tournament final before and had to play in a team's match at spectacular. Are you worried yeah. about the potentiality of you stretching yourself too thin? Uh, I made a mistake at the first spectacular I got to play at when I was playing two matches. Um, two mistakes, I guess, because I had an opportunity to like try to play Ben like before spectacular, but I was like, no, 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 no. Let Ben heal up. Let him be at his best. <laughs> Whoops. Um, so, but no, but seriously, I wouldn't have done it any other way. But, um, but I think it's spectacular because it was such a huge fan event and everything like beforehand. Um, I let myself get stretched thin before the match started. That was on me. That was my mistake. And I've told uh, Koi this before. It's, it's something that if I'm not careful, if there's other stuff going on, if there's other stuff that needs my attention, I can stretch myself too thin. It's not going to happen this time. I don't. If I'm playing in team, I am playing in teams. I'm playing in teams. If I'm playing for the singles belt, and I don't know, screw it. If the word comes down that I'm also playing Roca, like if I'm playing three times <laughs> that night, I will be so much more prepared for all three matches than if than the two matches I played at my first spectacular. I know what to do now. I know what what I'm like in that situation, and I know how to manage my energy, manage my time, manage my mental focus. Um, it's still, you know, anything can happen. You know, every, any match is, is, you know, a pick em, depending on the day. Sure. Um, so I can't guarantee that I'll win, but I do know that I'll be in a better headspace and less likely to make the mistakes that I know I made at that first spectacular in the match. match you know, mistakes that if I was more alert, more... Uh, uh, more adequately prepared, I don't think those would have been TKOs. I think uh, I, whether or not I will still win, maybe not. But in retrospect, if I'd done just a couple of things differently earlier, earlier in that day, I don't think those would have been TKOs. So I won't make that mistake again. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough, Frank. Fair enough. Is that, is that a good enough answer for you, Brad? Is that, is that good enough? Yeah, is that, are you satisfied? <laughs> Does that make you feel better about yourself? More, you a big man? All right. Okay, I'm, great. I'm more, I'm more than satisfied. Okay, good. I'm feeling satisfied now. Yeah. Okay. I just, yes. It reminds me of uh, Rounders when uh, Matt Damon asks uh, Teddy KGB, you feeling satisfied now? Mm-hmm. That's turns into, it was, And then anyways. Teddy KGB had more of those Oreos, which were delicious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pay the man his money. Why is, that no, why is that no one showdown gimmick, just eating Oreos? God, it's it should be. Just shoving them in your mouth oh. constantly. Because then you I'm, think you could like expense that to the Shimoda and be like, "That's probably right? my gimmick." Right? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I get, get Oreos. Oreos off of my taxes. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Frank, on you. Uh, yeah, Bibbs. I want to ask you. Uh, you know, because you've been a veteran of this league for for some time now. Oh, I mean, wow. what about these, this this rookie class that oh has God. come in? That you know. Aside from you know Griffin Newman and Josh Horowitz and Paige, who we've talked about, um, who else this year has really caught your eye um, outside of the Mercs as well? Right. Um, just outside of the Mercs, um, who else has really you know made a name for themselves this year? Do you think? Well, that's actually great. This I honestly believe, and I 100% believe this. I think this is pound for pound the best rookie class we've had. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had amazing rookies mm-hmm. that have come out of it, but like we have had just one potential superstar after another. And the ones that we're talking about right now, are the ones that are still playing, and that's right. just tournament season for you. But that doesn't take anything away from people like Jacoby Bancroft, who yes. is yeah, so just good. proved match after match that he's not only just really fun to watch, but he really knows his stuff. And I think, you know, he had a, didn't have the best rookie season in terms of wins, but I think any faction would be just thrilled to have him next season. I think that's just, that's easy. Uh, you look at someone like uh, Nikki DiMolanta, who, of course, is... They're, they're headed spectacular, right? I'm not crazy about yes, this. Yes, they're, yes, they're, yes. They were one of the last people picked in the draft. They were picked right. on Twitter. And then they <laughs> yes. made it. They made it all the way. That's how good this season is. She was a Twitter it's pick, a, yeah. She was a Twitter pick. It's wow. amazing. It's really, really incredible. You've got uh, people with amazing characters like Ty Lieberman and Brother Lomas. These are wonderful players. I hope I get to see a lot more of them. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think now. There's just been so many... Uh, been a really stacked season just in general. Beth May is one of the most incredible the characters I've ever seen. I know you said not to pick Merc, but I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, you know who's a great I think is a great player and it's just it's been a, a tough season for them and it's not fair is Eric Whiteley. I think you look at any match Eric sure. Whiteley played, yeah, yeah. he played competitively any other day he could have won any of those matches. It's just the mm-hmm. luck wasn't their way. That's a player who absolutely does not deserve the record that they have. Because he's good. And I think it's just a matter of, like, Di Melanta had, like, a rocky start when he first got started. Um, Eric Whiteley could just as easily be the next Di Melanta next year if just the wind blows in a slightly different direction. Jeez, yeah. um, I'm trying to think now. Um, Celebrity-wise, Paul, Paul Walter Hauser Oof. was a much stronger celebrity player than Super I think strong. a lot of us were expecting. Um, and yeah. he's because you expect... People who are in the industry to do well, but he, you know, seriously, like he, he got knocked out of the tournament a little early, but he totally could have made it all the way. Like he, he had yeah. some really deep pulls in his matches yeah. that just really Super. surprised me. Yeah. 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 Uh, Jeffrey Kahn's doing really, really great too. Of course, Kahn, yeah. uh, uh, John Hoey uh, is uh, super awesome. Uh, like these are really, really talented people and just watching them have the opportunity to fly has just really been exciting and i think we really needed that injection of not just a couple of big personalities but just like a whole new just a whole new generation like yeah. this is like the star trek the next generation season <laughs> sure. where like there's a lot yeah there's some of the old standbys are still around which actually makes it not like next generation but whatever the movies are still going out so we got the original series movies going out and we got this next generation crew dominating and um it's great i can't wait to see what next season holds yeah i mean season Season eight or season nine? No way. What nine. season are we? Nine. Season wow. Oh my nine. goodness. Man. Oh my gosh. Tell uh, me. Season nine is right around the corner, and of course. Oh, uh, Harper and Amaru. What am I talking about? We've got we've got the current title holder, yeah. and we've got Amaru who who came within oh, a hair's yeah. breath. You know, oh. like those these are pieces of people are amazing. You want, actually? I do want to ask you within about the name the, of the, the Amaru. I do want to ask you about the Amaru Kalinowski match because mm. what's it like to see someone that close who has, especially a rookie. Yeah. That close on the cusp of having a belt, just to see it slip through their fingers. What was what was what was going through your mind? It hurts. That? You know, you yeah. really you, listen. Mike's legacy is secure. Mike could lose a match, and Mike will be fine. Mike will, if even if he retired, he would be fine, and he'd be one of the greats for all time. Um, although that's not Mike. We all know he'd fight his way back up to it sooner than later. Um, Amaru had this really sweetheart season, and it really I, I, what hurts for me isn't that Amaru lost that match because well that always hurts. 
what hurts is that because of the way things are spaced out, he didn't have a time, he didn't have an opportunity to climb back up afterwards this season. Because by that point, the Intergame yeah. Tournament had already started and the decisions had to have been made. And that's the thing that, that stinks sometimes, is that timing isn't always within the player's hands. We don't always have any control over that. And so you could be having the best season in the world and then you make one tiny slip up and then, oh, now I can't play for the rest of the season because of stuff. And it's no one's fault. It just stinks and it just ruins your momentum and it's harder for people to like i was i was been looking at like online and people saying like like oh who's like the biggest comeback player of the season and there's a lot of people who can make that argument and you know i wasn't seeing on there andrew di Malanta. it's because he had his comeback at the first the first part of the season yeah but that was the most right. incredible comeback we've ever seen. He just he just toppled the giant, and then he toppled him again just to prove he could do it. Yeah, like it's it's it recency bias is such a thing. So I really hope that people don't lose sight of the fact that Amaru is easily one of the top contenders in IG right now, and I really really hope that he's here next season and is able to keep kicking butt. I'm sure I'm sure he will. I'm oh, sure he 100%. will. So, Bips, you've yes. said it all. I mean, you really have. You've said, said it a all. lot of words. Yeah, you said a lot. There was a lot of things said. What did you think, though, of your faction mate Brendan, the yeah. Kid Meyer, and the Barbarian? The Barbarian, amongst in, entering the league, actually drew a lot of comparisons to yourself, just based mm -hmm. off pure knowledge. Seemed like a, a, a really strong and gimmick. competitor. And, and gimmick. gimmick, yeah, yeah literally Barbarian. Gimmick, yeah. Our names begin with a B. You know, it's yeah, these true. are these are not dissimilar things. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, and I felt yeah. like last season, Barbarian, he was he was set up to be bigger than I think that he was. Like, he didn't reach that full – I'm saying I, I don't think he reached his full ceiling in his yeah, first that's, season. That's not fair. Um, I think um, – I don't think it's fair at all. I think what happened with Barbarian is um, he proved right off the bat that he's as formidable a competitor as anybody. But he ran into right. that exact same situation where uh, because of the just the timing of how he played and because he ended up getting kicked out of the tournament a little faster than people thought he was, that's one of the toughest matches I've ever played. I had to play yeah. the perfect game. I think it was the first perfect, like, all questions answered PPE yes. game in history. I, so. I had yeah. to do that to beat him. That means he's one of the best. But because it's it's so unfair, because if you, so many people are so focused on only titles or only sure. wins that you don't necessarily give them the respect that they deserve. And talk about another comeback season. Barbarian went from being the most talked about rookie of last season, at least until Collins came along. And now he's... It, I don't know. It feels like this is his rookie season. It feels like he got a do-over. It does feel like his rookie season. You know, because right. he's he's really, really great. And this is one of the things I love about these really big tournaments where there's like 32 people in it. Um, like half the league has been in the singles tournament. Like it's a, a staggering number of people. You don't know until we're down to the last handful of people whose story it's been. And that's what I love right now. Because right now, like, look at, like, we're down to, like, what, four or five people who are left, right? Four. We don't know. Four. We don't know if it's uh, it's it's, it's, it's uh, Dan hasn't played Janine, so yeah, yeah so, five. So, we have five. So it's, that is a is a question mark, but we know the other three who are in the top four. Yeah. Um, so we don't know if this is the story of how Griffin had the greatest 
rookie season of all time because he started before Adam, then he got a couple more wins in before that. Uh, we don't know this is the story of the time uh, Beast did it again and got to play Spectacular twice. That's a good story, too. We don't know if it's the time that uh, Dan fought back this t- giant wave of rookies and proved his dominance once and for all. We don't know if this is the time that Janine proved once and for all that she is one of the greatest competitors in the history of the division, having one of the greatest comeback seasons of all time. We don't know if this is the story of the Barbarian having the greatest comeback season of all time. Yeah, We don't know that. Any of those stories is exciting. And so I'm I'm disappointed that Brendan lost the match. It was a tough match. He kept it close. Barbarian just never gave him an inch after that first round, and that's yeah. just what happened. Um, tough match. Anyone could have lost it. Anyone could have won it. Uh, but it, it it fell Barbarian's way. Good for him. Uh, but now he's gotta now he's gotta face Dan or Janine, which means he's either facing the goat or the person <laughs> who beat the goat. Either way, right, right. you're in a lot of trouble. Tough task. And then I'm and then he's gotta face either me or Griffin. And you know, I I've proven that I can beat him, so that's a tough one. And if Griffin beats me, he's just as tough. So uh yeah, it's it's an exciting pulse pounding conclusion no matter how it turns out. And pulse, pulse yeah. pounding is good. I like yeah. I like I like that terminology. But second yeah. of all, I, I do disagree with you slightly on on this. You say that um, championships, you know, I, I guess you're saying that they're the people say that they're the only thing that matters in the league, or they put a higher premium on winning mm-hmm. championships over than playing great games. Um, but I, I do think that there's a reason for that. It's oh, you sure. know, it's so hard to get the title, it's so hard to then defend the title. Therefore, I feel like those matches do count for more. I mean, even if you look at it from a from a sports reference, like an NBA thing, Carl yeah. Malone has some of the he's one of the uh, as far as total career points. I think he's number two on the list. Yeah, he never won a title. Well, so let we me don't put it talk this about him in the same reverence. You just brought up Carl Malone, so I think Carl Malone's legacy is fine. The fact you didn't know his <laughs> name, I'd be more concerned. Here's here's what it boils down to for me. Um, I'm looking at this from the perspective of a competitor, not. Uh, I mean, I am a fan as well, but I'm looking at this from the perspective of a competitor. If you know that someone is incredibly talented and just doesn't have the win loss ratio to match it. Uh, are you not going to be super concerned when you play them? Of course you are. Sure. That's the issue. From a playing perspective, your win-loss record is not as indicative of how tough the match is going to be yeah. as how much you actually know, how much you've learned. Because you can play a nearly perfect game like Barbarian did against me and still lose. That doesn't mean he isn't tough as hell. And so when a player talks about this, where it's like it's really not all about wins or losses of course that's important of course that matters but when you're in the ring with them i'm not thinking to myself oh i'm playing i don't know drew mcqueenie drew mcqueenie is like pretty low down on the stats i'm about to have a field day with drew mcqueenie no he's gonna make me earn that yeah i think uh, david david twin here in the in the chat brings up a good good point Paul Preston. Paul Preston's stats are through the roof. Paul Preston. Yeah. Paul Preston. Here's here's the thing. Uh, Paul Preston and uh, uh, Adam Witt, the movie guys, were I think the second match that Shazam ever played, and I think they actually had Shazam more on the ropes than anyone else. I think that might have been the literally the only time yeah. when it came down to our opponents answering their five, not us. That might, I think it's true. Yeah. I think I'm I'm ninety percent certain that that's true. That is one of the toughest competitors in the game. And I think, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's management. I don't know if it's timing. I don't know if it's just whatever, whatever's 
whatever direction the wind is blowing today. Um, his, his, his record doesn't reflect that. Anyone playing Paul Preston who thinks, oh, his, he hasn't won that much and just leaves it at that is, is not playing the game right. You can't leave it at that. You can consider that. You can consider that in terms of whether or not they're in your Mount Rushmore, excuse me, maybe Mount Rushmore, whatever you want to talk about. But as a player, that's not what counts. And you're, when you're playing someone, you're playing what they know, you're playing what they're capable of, and you cannot discount someone, and you cannot just care about their wins. You have to care about every single thing that they do. And as a result, sometimes players have more respect for certain other players than I think the fans do, and I think that matters for something. So I'll for stand sure. by that. Yeah. Before we get you out of here, Bibbs, uh, yeah. I guess we got a live stream noob wants to say hi to you uh, excitingly there, Beeps. Beast. Hello. There we go. Hi, I'm Melissa. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, it's good to see you here. We always uh, want to welcome new fans, and um, I hope you're having a good time. And if I hope you can make it spectacular, and if you can't, I hope you get to watch it, and I hope you have a really, really good time. And I hope, I hope, I hope we win. Okay, <laughs> this is my this is my final question for William the Beast Bibiani tonight. If and if Frank, if you have anything after this, please please feel free to chime in. Um, okay, say. You win the singles tournament, right? There's a hype. I win the singles tournament. Yes, thank you for saying it. it. Okay. Okay. We're in the we're in the team's title, right? Match. And then, what if Christian calls you and says, "Hey, I know you're in these two matches already, but one of the greatest rivalries in the history of this game, one of the one of one of the one of the greatest series of matches we've seen, William Bibiani." The outlaw John Roca. We want you to play John Roca at the spectacular. Your answer to that request is what? Yes, I mean yes, <laughs> yes. I would be on. Would I would be it. honored. I would do it for a million reasons. I would do it because I love to play this game, uh, and any opportunity to do it, I will. Uh, I will do it because uh, as we, we're rivals, and I think we've just got that attitude towards each other. It's nowhere near as heated as it used to be, but um, I love playing John. John is one of those people who takes this game really, really seriously, and every single time we've played each other, it's been really memorable. Um, and I would love to have the honor of being what could very well be his retirement match. That would be exciting. I can't imagine anyone turning that down. I mean, you can you right. can ask anyone. You could ask frank to do that i'm sure frank would say yes um yeah i guess i would i guess yeah. right who wouldn't it'd be ridiculous <laughs> yeah, so, yeah it's what yeah. you do it's, it's like, like what it's if like i beat him <laughs> it's like it's like that story i heard where, uh, it's like it's like that story i heard where burt reynolds was asked to be james bond in the 1970s and he said no it should be a british guy but then like in interviews later he was like and i have woken up in the middle of the night in cold sweats for oh. decades because maybe that was the stupidest decision i ever made in my life but whatever you, you make your choices so um I would love to do it. I would love to send Roka off. I would love to play him one more time. Um, but uh, we'll just have to see. I am not privy to any of those things. If, what I can say is if you give me an opportunity to play a Schmodown match, I will probably play that match. If not you, who would you like to see John Roka play in his ride into the yeah, that's proverbial a question. sunset? I like that's that a really like... good question. That's a really, 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 really good question. I would like to see, like... A battle of the former champions. I would like to see, because it's cool if it's like it's it's. There's so many people would be cool. I mean, if it ends up being like, you know, 
Roca versus Scott Vance. That would just be fun, you know, or if it ends right, Roca right. versus Dan, that's another great rivalry. I'd love to see that match. Uh, but like, I would also like to just, just to honor the legacy of the Schmodown. How cool would it be if it was like Roca versus Sam versus Clark Wolf, you know, and just like oh, give man. everyone this yeah. opportunity, like this, this great, like greatest hits of the Schmodown. Kind Let's of bring vibe. back 2017, you know, yeah, why not? Let's just like, do like, the whole cool. year over. It would be cool. Like, well, yeah. I think there's a lot of years we'd like to do over recently. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but regardless, that, anyway, that's my fantasy. But um, I'm, I'm sure whatever happens, it'll be super duper exciting. And I can, yeah. may, hey, maybe, maybe uh, 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 Paul will take back his, uh, his title shot from Chandru, and he'll oh, say, yeah. I'm not going for the title, oh. the singles title. I'm going for the title of the outlaw. <laughs> plays him for the he t- yeah and then after that he just takes the hat takes puts the- it on assuming he wins he puts it on it's time for the outlaw that's what he'll say love it. that'd be cool it's time for the outlaw yeah what a the prime time outlaw idea yeah. Yeah. yeah well i feel like you've said it all bibs frank do you have anything more for our illustrious oh no that was a great final question I go off of there yeah well look at that well look at that William the Beast Bibiani good luck you to uh good luck to you in Thank your you. next match and good luck matches. to you at the spect- matches. Good luck to you coming up, sir, because December the 4th at 1 p.m. PT, that is Pacific time, right? Specific, it all yeah. goes down. Yes, it all goes down. The Schmodown Spectacular. And boy, am I excited for this. Don't forget soaps. It, don't and forget soaps. your salt cat salt soaps. Salt cat soap. Instagram, available Twitter, links available. On Etsy. Is this correct? Holiday gift. Holiday gift. Great holiday gifts. Lots of stocking stuffers. We still got glow in the dark ghosts for people who like that. Uh, And yeah, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and there are links available there to our our Etsy store. Excuse me. So thank you, everybody. Uh, Always a pleasure to talk Schmodown with you. I do it every week if you let me, but of course you won't. So uh, take care. And I will uh, I will talk to you all later, okay? Take all care, right, Bibs. Bibs. Have a great night. The legend, William the Beast, Bibby. Oh, man. Me. Love him. You know, Love him. We, haven't, we have not had him on the show in quite a while. And there was a run where we well, had him on, on quite like often. Week, right? Yeah, it was like every I, I was two, like, three weeks. And then something happened. And then, oh, I think what happened was we stopped having guests on for like a whole year. Remember like that? a year. Yeah. yeah I mean, we, we didn't, didn't have any guests for like a year. And oh. then uh, we were like, hey, we should have some guests once in a while. And then, Super chat. Uh, oh, we got here. Jen Sturger tweeted a picture of herself in a cowboy hat. Jen versus Roca confirmed. This is the sign. Yes, obviously. That's what's going to happen. Okay, hold on. Let's find out. All right, I'm doing but, uh, a text as we talk. But, uh, you know, okay. going back to this Roca match, Jen, uh, there was um, one of the Schmodown. Oh, look. Oh, what you got? Oh, yeah, yeah. There was a, <laughs> there was a scene uh, of sorts between Harloff and and one John Roca about this retirement match, whether or not he was going to get a retirement match. And uh, um, they had like a back and forth. You know, Harloff was like, I'm not giving you a match. And then Roca's like, you better give me one. You know, I don't, it was just a lot of, you better do this because you did this to me. The whole Roca was talked out of joining the singles tournament, this, that, and the other. Uh, but then eventually Harloff relented. Or then he, didn't he say, like, hey, all right, fine. You get a match. Well, think about something. Yeah, yeah think about something, right? So, it, 
will it happen at Spectacular? I don't know. Will it happen before Spectacular? I don't know. Will it even happen? Because in this sort of thing, you could say one thing, and then the other thing will happen. So I don't think we'll ever really know um, until the season's over, actually, whether or not Roka's going to have... a match. If, if Spectacular comes and goes and there's no Roka retirement match, is Roka then even retired at that point? Would he technically be retired? What would be his last match if he doesn't play? What was the last time he played? That was, I think it was, was it the team match? Was it Danger Zone? Him and JTE? Or was it uh, another singles match? If it was him and JTE, then his last match, technically, would be the wrestling trivia schmodown in the FCL. Oh, that's right. Where he got <laughs> whooped. Molly whooped. So um, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens, man. We will see what happens. I'm excited to know. I'm excited. I want to. I want to. David Twin says here. I hope the rundown curse doesn't continue with Bibiani. Gold leader came on and now isn't in the spectacular. But you know what? We did have Nikki DiMolanta on the show. We did. And she went on an historic run. And now she's going to the spectacular to face Thomas Harper. So, I don't know. Maybe he should be on the show no matter what. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 I mean, we also also had Marisol McKee on the show. And guess what? First singles woman's champion in the singles division and defended and headlining spectacular December 4th. 4th? (laughs) <laughs> that's what i the, said the shy town just came out of you there december, december 4th fof um <laughs> yeah man yeah man so f you and your rundown curses yeah right. there's no such thing <laughs> um, um frank janish look brad gilmore you've said it all you've said it all what more do we have to say i think um i think was there a match we did not cover we talked about the teams talk about the teams barbarian we went through we went through all that really with with Bibbs pretty well, I thought. Yeah. We didn't really talk about – actually, we, we can talk a little bit more about Goal Leader and Nikki DiMolanto oh, because yeah, that's actually – um, that is such – and Bibbs talked about it too. We have all these different storylines with these players. Like we don't really know where it's all kind of culminating, but Nikki DiMolanto certainly has one of the more uh, heartwarming stories, right? She's pretty very good. much – She's very much uh, following in the footsteps of a one Mara Kanopic. Remember when Mara Kanopic came into the league? She started right off in the tournament, ran through it, and defeated Jason Inman. A little bit of, little bit of a longer tournament that she faced than what Nikki was involved with here. Um, but Nikki comes into this thing against Gold Leader, kind mm-hmm. of the underdog. you know. And bit. Gold Leader's looked incredible. Gold Leader, up to this point, has only missed three questions. Insane. In his, in his entire early career and they've only been first round questions he misses he misses three in the first round this match against nikki um and they're tied seven at seven apiece at the end of the first and really the story here is the what uh actor played this role that was the downfall of gold leader in this match there's a couple questions even it caught nikki a couple of times once or twice but Goal leader really caught him by surprise. What actor played this? Or, you know, uh, what character was played by this actor? Couldn't pull these questions. That ultimately led to his downfall. Um, especially, you know, when you look at um, the second round as well. 
you know, goal leader coming into this match and never missed a second round question. He misses two. And Nikki picks it up for picks up both missed questions, uh, one point apiece. And now she's she's up nineteen to thirteen going into the betting round. Goal leader's able to pick up a point because Nikki doesn't bet three the way goal leader does. And then the speed round, Brad. This speed round or the fast money round, both go perfect, ten for ten, but goal leader goes first. He has a very impressive speed round, Brad. And then Nikki goes, and while they both went went ten for ten. I don't know if the eye test says Nikki DiMolanta's speed round was actually more impressive than Goal Leader in the way she approached it. I think there was a handful of questions in there where Ellis didn't even get through the whole question and she was firing off the answer. Goal Leader waited. He, he, did, he was very measured uh, in his approach to the round where he waited for the question, then answered it, and it was all good, 10 points. Because in actuality, you know whether or not you answer the question before it's finished or not, it's still worth one point. Right. Maybe style-wise, it looks a little bit more impressive on Nikki's side of things. But I bring this up because in this, on December 4th, when she faces Thomas Harper, when it's a five-round speed round question, speed round, it's, it's about who buzzes in first. Who okay. can hear a part of the question, buzz in and give that answer? It's not going to be like this fast money. And so she kind of gave a template of how she could possibly perform in that type of speed round environment format where she can hear three or four words of the question and go, this is the answer, and buzzes in. Whereas Thomas Harper, maybe he's got to rethink his approach after watching this, saying, I can't sit back and listen to the whole question because Nikki is someone now who can hear not even the whole question and buzz in and, and get the answer. Now, that can obviously backfire the way it backfires but for some players, right? I think look at Mike Kalinowski against Amaru. I think he he jumped the gun on one question or a couple questions there where he lost a point, right? So that's certainly possible, but I think Nikki has proven she's so good. I mean, all these Star Wars players are so good, but Nikki, I think, demonstrated just a little bit more how she can hear something and figure out where the question's probably going, jump the gun, if you will, deliver that answer. And that might be the key against Thomas Harper where she gets – three, four, maybe runs the whole table for five points. Now she's maybe she has a bigger lead or a little lead, or maybe it's tied when they that final round. I think that uh, demonstration from Nikki DiMolanta, while it's a fast money round, I think there's some things you can take out of that and apply it to a five-round traditional speed round uh, at Spectacular, which I think is going to be very, very exciting and interesting to watch how both of these players approach a giving Given the history or you know the past performance Nikki's given and that information Thomas Harper has, how does he approach it? Does he tighten up because he knows Nikki's capable of this? Does Thomas Harper want to have a game plan he's going to stick to, or does he adjust on the fly? There's a lot of things I think um, that could go into that speed around as spectacular. That's going to be very very interesting when Nikki DiMolanta takes on Thomas Harper, another DiMolanta facing on facing Thomas Harper. Uh, Jen said in the post match, you know. And Nikki referenced it. Yeah, Thomas Thomas Harper took it off Andrew DiMolanta, but can Nikki now take it? Can Nikki oh, DiMolanta take what it off a Thomas story Harper? That would spectacular. Be. That's phenomenal stuff. I what mean, you a can. story that would be. So good. It's it's, God. and this these are the types of of matches and stories that just remind you how special this Madame can be. Because watching her win that match and the wait. Is Frank? Am I back? Am I back now? Yeah. I back oh, now? I didn't know if I froze or you froze. 
Oh, he froze. Frank's frozen, guys. Um, but somebody's going to make all this stuff I just did into a GIF, I'm sure. Please do. I could use it. Um, Frank? Okay, so Frank's going in and out on us right now. Right as he was about to say something important, which is normally what happens to Frank. When he says something important, his brain just freezes, or in this case, his screen just freezes. But I think that it would be phenomenal storytelling for Nikki DeMolanta to go all the way out there at the spectacular and take the championship off the man that took the title off her man. Woo! Doesn't get much better than that. Tomorrow, don't forget, it all goes down. Teams-wise, is, is Frank back? Am I back? Yeah, you, you're very blurry. But okay, I see well. You. It's not blurry on my end, but okay, whatever. We're good? You're clearing up. Okay, okay. Clear a sill. Clearly looking better. <laughs> we, we, we should get that as... And he's out again. Well, that is all that we have for you this week, obviously, uh, because something is not going according to plan. For Frank Janish, that is at FrankieJ29. If you don't have the tickets to the Spectacular at the moment, go get them right now if they have any available. There he is a little bit. The Schmodownlive.com. He froze again. I'm the vote, Brad Gilmore. That's Frankie Numbers Janish. This is the only show that matters. And we will see you all next week. Bye.